And here we are right here on the third episode of the Right Here Podcast uh, with your host, Sam Recco, and his guest host, Tyler Shankles. Um, our guest today is a good friend of mine and a very good coach by the name of Jordan Bakley. He's a JUCO All-American for Harper College, right? Right. And a uh, D1 starter for SIUE, a, uh, is it Southern Illinois of Edwardsville, right? Yep. That's right. Yep. And, and uh, now uh, Jordan is currently the head coach at Lincoln, the uh, same school that I am uh, coaching at. And, uh, yeah, he's a uh, good friend of mine, a very good coach, a very good uh, mentor uh, to the kids, a huge Packers fan. He uh, loves Rodgers, and uh, yeah, he's a uh, very good person. So I'm going to uh, start off by asking this question, Jordan. And I think, uh, you know, this is why I find you so uh, uh, inspiring and uh, motivational, is at, at the age of 30, 30 years old, and Coach Bakley has, hasn't ever had a sip of alcohol or uh, drugs in his life. And, you know, I just find that so, so awesome. And, and, and you know, my first question uh, for you is, like, uh, you know, basically what put, uh, put you in that mindset of, like, just saying, listen, I'm going to focus on things outside of the party phase? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty, pretty early on. I'd say, you know, 14 or 15, right about that ripe age when people start – you know, experimenting with stuff. Uh, you know, we, we had a really good core group, a uh, group of guys in high school. And, you know, we were all athletes. We're all kind of, you know, same mindset in terms of wanting to get into college, wanting to do something uh, with our lives, wanting to get out of the small town that we were in eventually. Um, and, you know, we just kind of made a pat. We were like, you know, we're, we're not going to do any of this stuff until we're of legal drinking age. Um, you know, and I'd say probably out of the eight or nine guys that made that pack, probably four or five of us stuck it through throughout a high school. And then we all kind of went our separate ways. And, you know, obviously in Sam, you know, you know, it's as a college athlete, you know, you're doing anything that, that you can within means to, you know, set yourself above the competition. Um, and that's kind of where my mindset, even when I did turn 21, you know, that was my first year. Uh, transition from a JUCO program to a Division One program, so you know, I thought I, I had to prove myself here, and you know, it's just a tangible, easy way to separate yourself from, I don't know, 90% of the population. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just thought, you know, I, I, nothing really uh, jumped out at me in the, in the years that I've missed it. I've got people that have experienced that. I don't really think their life's got much better from it, so I just kind of took it you know, took it one step further and just decided to do it until I was done wrestling. And, um, you know, faith is a pretty big part of my, my family's life. And, you know, there's a, there's a few passages in the Bible that talk about drinking and talk about, um, you know, some leaders and, and people in leadership roles and how they should um, conduct themselves in some of those sort of situations. You know, I just took that to heart and just really felt convicted that, you know, this was, this is something that, you know, I just want to stick with, you know, it's just something that was never a part of my life. So. Yeah. And I, and I really think, uh, uh, hearing that, uh, for the first time, I just, I just thought like at 
uh, at the age of 30 and like not uh, partaking in that stuff is, is, is just awesome. But, you know, I was uh, uh, planning on like having uh, that focus uh, being the first part of the podcast and I'm uh, very happy it was. So now I like just uh, uh, kind of want you to like share like your backstory, uh, how you came to love wrestling and how you came to coach and so on and so forth, I guess. Yeah. Well, I kind of got a late start. Um, I didn't start wrestling until I was in seventh grade. And you kind of mentioned the fact that I'm a Packers fan. Uh, it, it all really started through the, through the Packers. I made a bet with my dad. Uh, nobody in my family ever wrestled. They didn't really have it when they were growing up. They were all into kind of boxing, uh, stuff of that nature. But um, it was, it must have been, I'm trying to think back. It must have either been 2002 or 2003. Um, maybe it was a little before, maybe it was 2001, but the Packers had a home game against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Mike Vick in his heyday. Oh yeah. I, I bet against him. I said, Steven cheat code. <laughs> I said, I said, if, if the Packer, if the if Packers lose and I'll try out this crazy sport. And, really? Um, and, and that was yeah, they ended up, ended up getting their butts kicked. So <laughs> I, I stuck with it and, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't get have much success. I didn't even think I cracked the seventh grade line on my first year, but, um, you know, just, just loved it. And then eighth grade had a little glimpse of success and going into high school, uh, the program at our high school had only been there for three or four years. So it was a relatively new program. And, um, you know, just being able to set some of those early milestones, they're just blowing out of the water now, but, um, just felt like, okay, this is my thing. Everybody, everybody seemed to have their thing, you know, going into high school. And this is, this is what I was going to do. I was a three sport athlete, did football, wrestling and track. So I was never above average in any of those other sports, but wrestling yeah. is really, okay. I, I can do this. I can, you know, really stand out there and um, didn't really do too hot. My senior year was a bit of a letdown. Um, in Illinois, we had two divisions and top three kind of advanced to the state tournament. Um, and I ended up falling short. I ended up falling, got fourth place in that sectional tournament. Um, you know, it, it was a good year. It was a great, you know, Jordan Blanton was in that weight class. Uh, yeah. Sterling, Sterling Hecox, who was a wrestler at Brown. David Dwyer, who was a Nebraska owner. Um, you know, guys that I knew were good, but still that was, that was the way that I, that was the weight that I was at. And I just thought maybe I could come, you know, this is, some of those guys were just freshmen and sophomores. They're just unbelievable, even back then. So, um, going out of high school, the really the only option was Harper College, a junior college about 30 minutes up the road from me. Um, and you know, I get there, walk into that room, and there's state champs and you know, two time, you know, four time qualifiers, four time placers, guys from Indiana, guys, you know, just way out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, one of my mentors at the time still is a mentor, uh, Jim Kelly, who, or Mike Kelly, rather, he's a USA grappling world medalist. And he's, he's the real deal if you ever look him up, but, and he kind of took me aside one of the early practices and just encouraged me just to, just to work as hard as, as I possibly could. Don't worry about any of the wrestling. You just try to win every race, you know, be the first one in the weight room, be the, you know, just kind of those, 
you know, those, those effort mentality things. And again, those tangible things that, you know, I can change. I'm never going to be able to change the fact that this guy's been wrestling since six years old and, you know, does all these moves. But you can, you can do the work, effort, attitude sort of mentality. And that's just what I took. And I made, made the varsity lineup freshman year, was a national qualifier. Um, and that, that second year, uh, that's really when things started to blossom and really, really saw a ton of success. We had just an absolute hammer of a room. Um, we we won the nationals as a team that year, oh, really? uh, and I ended up. But yeah, yeah, we that was it was an unbelievable year. Um, so at that national tournament, I I never wrestled good the first match ever, you know. But I was cutting a decent amount of weight that first day of the national tournament, and I ended up going out there and getting beat pretty bad. It was like a seven to two, seven to three. I couldn't get up. First round. First round, yeah. So just devastating. I went up to the stands and, you know, my dad, bless his heart, doesn't, you know, he, he knew a little bit about wrestling, but, you know, at the time I was trying to debate whether I would continue wrestling in college and all this other stuff. And I felt like, you know, man, I just threw all this away. I was just so disappointed in myself. And you know, I just had a really good conversation with him. And, you know, at the end of it, we just kind of decided, you know, let's just go out there and have fun. Um, so I, I had seven matches left to go in that tournament, pinned six of the seven guys um, oh, wow. to, to get, end up getting third. Yeah, it was, it was just fun, you know, and it was, I just didn't feel any pressure and I, I'd never wrestled that way before in my life. And, um, it just opened so many doors for me because after you place a decent tournament like that, then, you know, some, some bigger colleges are interested if you're, you know, if you had decent grades and, colleges opened up northern illinois which was kind of my i always wanted to go there my whole life growing up they were kind of in our backyard and we would always go to do football games um, they just really did not have a spot for me they they had like a, a returning national qualifier and then a, a stud freshman that came in so unless i was willing to lose a bunch of weight or bump up they just and it, it just was unfortunate and the next call was SIUE, school I had never heard of. And at the so fell in love with the campus, kind of fell in love with the town. Your uh, audio is uh, slowly starting. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're we're losing you a little bit. Is it lagging a little bit? Yeah, yeah there you go. You're good now. A little bit. Okay. Um, so anyway, I forget what I was saying, but yeah, had a had a great experience here. Met a met a lot of people that I'm I'm still close with. My met my wife down here. Um, you know, it, it's just a an opportunity that I'm just so glad I took. And really, it all happened because of that one national tournament. Just that 48 hours of wrestling really opened a ton of doors. Absolutely. That's awesome. And, and you know, I want to uh, uh, go back on the uh, the very uh, first thing that, like I heard from you uh, during that story was, uh, you know, uh, how your coach uh, pulled you aside at Harper and like basically said, listen, it's just be the first person there lifting, the first person that uh, finishes the runs, the first person to practice, just because, you know, that 
uh, mindset just goes a long way. Just effort, uh, pure effort just goes a long way. And, you know, not even in just wrestling, but in like uh, life in general. Life in general, outworking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, and, you know, people just kind of underestimate that and, and don't understand how, and even the, the attitude thing, you know, I just remember frequently, you know, and you know, Sam, with even some of our guys, it's like, you know, you, you tell them a workout, you tell them, a, you know, we're running three or four miles today. And, you know, there's guys that just have that attitude. We could have told them we're doing 10 push-ups and leaving, and they'd still find something to complain about, you know, versus the complete opposite, the 180 guys that are just like, let's go, let's do it. Let's just try our best Do you know, it's just such an attitude thing. And like you said, it's something that sticks with you your whole life. You're always going to be able to find stuff to complain about. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. That's Every the easy thing to do. I say the the complaining is the, the 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 easy way out. You know. Yeah. The oh, cop yeah. Out. <laughs> so you know, and I just try to remember that, and as a as a coach, as a coach of you know young men that um, you know just just where they're at mentally isn't where they're always going to be mentally, and I feel like when they when they see a, a role model or see a, you know, see, okay, I can do this. I can make this work. I just got to do these tangible steps. I think it's a lot easier for them to visualize success, whatever that is for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just want to uh, touch on this. Like, honestly, I, I think uh, uh, me and you probably aren't the uh, best wrestlers ever. But I think uh, you and I are very hardworking people, coaches and wrestlers that could probably, uh, you know, outwork a lot of people. And, you know, at the, uh, you know, freaking end of the day, that is uh, what matters is just outworking people. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that's awesome. It's an awesome uh, mindset to just always be the first person there and the last person to leave. Yeah. Tyler? Definitely. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. So, like, you were saying that you know, um, your program when you were in high school was kind of kind of new. So, who who did you like look look to to like keep you going, or like who did you did you? Because I know you know now we've got Flow Wrestling. You have all these different yeah. videos and sources. So, like, what were your inspirations or someone that you looked to to keep you motivated and, you know, learn technique from and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I already mentioned the guy, Jordan Blanton. Um, he, he at the time was just, just the second coming in terms of the wrestling world, in terms of Illinois wrestling. I mean, and he, he is somebody who just kind of motivated me in terms of, you know, this guy is from a small town, you know, just got unbelievable prospects. I tried to go to every camp that he went to or every practice he went to. Uh, I was in a club uh, called uh, ISI Wrestling, Jerry Kelly, who um, you know, Oklahoma State wrestler. He was a head coach at McMurray for a while. Now he just owns the club. His daughter was an Olympian, um, Megan Kelly, I think. But anyway, just kind of being around other people who wrestling was their entire life. You know, I, I, I it was just an eye opener for me and, and just, you know, for me, even growing up, probably even halfway through high school, it was just like, just something we do in the winter, just something, you know, just yeah. kind of hang out with your friends. And um, when you see those next level athletes, those guys that are just taking this super serious, um, you know, and have all these prospects, it's like, man, what, 
how can I emulate what they're doing? And um, it's like learn you know, by osmosis, just be a sponge and just soak oh, yeah. it all in. Yeah. <laughs> now with flow and with all the with all the social media and stuff, like I, you know, I feel like it's such a great opportunity to grab young fans, and you know, you'll yeah. see people on the street with a with a wrestling hat or with a Rudis hat or something, you know, like never would have saw stuff like that five ten years ago that was going to be another question i had for you was um talking about like how how much the community there um you know affects your your program you know do you get the support that you want you know and that that kind of thing we had i mean like i said our kind of you know group of friends you know we had we had a pretty large wrestling team for for how how young it was and like I said, everybody just kind of, you know, if, if they didn't make the basketball team, they just jumped down and wrestled. So we had a, <laughs> we had a really, good group of, really good group of guys, you know, throughout all of high school that just kind of stuck together. And, you know, everybody had their sport, but, you know, we were all kind of in it together. So it was just, like I said, it was kind of, I felt like it was my opportunity. This is, this is where I'm supposed to shine. This is yeah. not winning any hundred meter dashes. You know, I just, this is, <laughs> this is where I'm going to be, uh, you know, in my kind of zone here. And uh, I had a lot of school pride and a lot of, you know, just wanted to do well for the school. And, that's, that's awesome. Though, Cause you know, it, it can be like, you know, I'm from Alabama. So football, <laughs> baseball, everything. Oh, yeah. like it's, that's, that's King. So w- when it's like wrestling is like one of these lower tier sports in the sure. eyes of the community and get hard to, you know, get that kind of support, but that's, yeah, that's good. Right. It can be like wrestling a new program. Is kind of uh, seen as a uh, different sport in like most towns. Mm-hmm. Like just seen oh, as yeah. lesser, but <laughs> it is uh, what it is. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, touch base on like something I uh, uh, just uh, heard you say earlier about basically uh, always uh, surrounding, uh, you know, yourself with people that want the same goal as you. And I uh, heard you say that, and, you know, I am always telling our team that is always surround, you know, yourself with people that want the same goals in life. And, yeah. I, and like, you know, really, it is a great quote, and I just uh, love it. And it's just like uh, speaks volumes. Oh, yeah. If you hang around dirt, you get dirty. That's what my grandma always told me. That's the truth. <laughs> if you hang dirt, you get dirty. Huh? I'm a fan of that. Still tells me that from something. So I, my my next question was going to be, you know, we we have a pandemic going on, but how has that impacted um, recruiting and everything for you? You know, like the whole like dead period and everything. Yeah. How has how the pandemic like question, changed Tyler. things for you? <laughs> This is a question for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, NAI is a, has a unique kind of perspective in terms of like dead period. And, um, you know, they are a little less restrictive, probably a little more than less, but they are, they, they don't have any, as many rules in terms of, you know, like the dead period, when you can't athletes. So we, we really had kind of free reign in terms of, business as usual yeah. you know we um you know sam and i really we kind of headed up recruiting pretty early this year so we didn't have a whole lot of on the men's side numbers that we had to you know we had to reach we were yeah. you know we probably had you know maybe a half a dozen guys that we were trying to close a deal on or you know maybe get a couple more in this weight class but um really our focus right now is the the juniors so yeah. usually you know the juniors won't even 
now is really the time when those guys, at least for us, would come in and start doing their business. And, you know, we've already started talking to some of those higher level athletes to try to get them on campus, get them through the process. But um, we started a women's program back in September. Um, and, and really the pandemic is, is, has hurt our efforts there. Um, the, the Illinois State Tournament for the girls uh, was unfortunately had to be canceled. That was like 30 minutes from our college. So we were going to host wow. practices there. And it was just going to kind of be a really, really big event for us that yeah. we were unfortunately not able to have. So, um, you know, really, if there's been any kink in the chain for, for this whole pandemic, um, you know, it would have been that, you know, that, that we weren't able to do as much on the women's side. But you know, we're, we're in much better place now. And I feel like yeah, absolutely. That's you know, awesome. That's awesome. All of our guys, that, you know, the, the grades and stuff, we were, you know, I was able to kind of really stay on top of uh, the, the people, make sure they're, you know, doing their online classes. And that was a big you know, hurdle. That yeah, I didn't, you're ineligible. <laughs> yeah, well, and, they, and that was, you know, some of them, and the school did a great job of just being very transparent. And, um, you know, they sent out laptops to students who either didn't have them or different situations so I felt like my that's job, awesome they did an amazing job trying to you know just stay ahead of the curve with all this stuff and yeah. at the same time respect the, the guidelines that, that are coming out and, you know just trying to you know, cover all their bases with you know number one priority being the, being the students on Tyler, you uh, uh, wrestled at the NAI level I right? I did I wrestled at Cumberland in Tennessee yeah, yeah. And I actually, did you say Texas? Ten Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah. 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 We actually have a uh, kid hunter team from Tennessee. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, we have a kid transferring from. You say Campbellsville? Cumberland. Oh, Cumberland. Oh, Cumberland. Yeah. Okay. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, we do have a guy from Tennessee. Trying to get two, actually. They got some. Good, they got some good wrestlers. Uh, yeah. Hidden, hidden, hidden gems, I like to call them down here. In the yeah. South. <laughs> well, Tennessee is just yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee and Kentucky have some powerhouse NAI programs. Man, we we went down there for a quad last uh, last fall. I was just blown away. It was that Lindsey like Wilson. Lindsay Wilson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Bust I don't off. even think it was a quad. I think we got five matches, but. Yeah, I think three of the five matches were top twenty ranked teams. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just showed us pretty early, like, okay, this is this is where we're this is our goal. We would we would have like a try, and it would be like them and Campbellsville, and it's like, oh man, yeah. like, this is like the worst. <laughs> I just well, one of the guys, I think he was, which one's the Patriots? I think that was, was that Cumberland's? Uh, that, yeah, that was a uh, University of the Cumberlands. Yeah, University of. Well, they had a guy. He won three matches at the Midlands this year. He went three and two. Really? Yeah. 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 He did. A, what? He did, a, he did a great job. He was. Yeah. He just kind of ran through everybody at the NAI level, but. Yeah. He he beat a he beat a couple of decent decent athletes. I mean the, the uh, Midlands. Uh, uh, Midlands is a pretty tough college tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one level. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised. I think he was two matches away from place, and he lo and he lost his first one early on. So he had a bunch of wrestlebacks. Oh, wrestlebacks at Midlands are insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of always uh, top twenty ranked. Mm -hmm. there. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, next, I just uh, uh, want you, uh, Jordan, to uh, talk about uh, your experience with coaching a uh, state champ in the uh, state finals, because because uh, obviously I haven't had that uh, coach high school for three years, and I I w- I like uh, uh, would have loved that, like to coach <laughs> a champ and like just experience that with them. So yeah, just yeah, uh, talk about that. Yeah. So my my second, I guess right out of right out of college. Um, I got right out of college. I got a, a head coaching job at um, Elgin Community, or Elgin, Community Elgin High School, um, which is a pretty big school district in the Chicago suburbs. Um, I think I had over 3,000 kids in the school, but the wrestling team was, you know, down. You know, I just did not have a lot of kids. So um, we didn't have a whole lot of success. We had a ton of kids on the team, a lot of first year guys, but um, unfortunately, they're, they, they have a riff process where they pretty much riff all the first year teachers. And, um, you know, they told me I wasn't, they were like, you, if you just stick around until like June, we'll let you know. And I'm just like, I can't, can't really wait that long. So, um, got a great job at, at a, at a great school district right down the road, uh, Burlington central school district. And they actually started it off as a, as a middle school head coaching position, um, which I wasn't super thrilled at. Um, I just kind of had to swallow my pride and realize it was a job. And, um, you know, probably the funnest year coaching I ever had that middle school year. We really? didn't have a whole lot of success, but those kids are like sponges, you know, and, and, yep. and there really was no talk back there. You were, you were this expert and they just listened to you blindly and it was just so much fun. And um, my second year there was my first state champ experience. We had a heavyweight. Um, he won a state finals by uh, one point. It was one to zero. So he he didn't do a whole lot of work, but he, uh, he <laughs> just he enough. Was, yeah, just enough. And that was kind of the first tip of the the iceberg for me. And then uh, the next year, I, I took over at the high school, and we had two state champs. Um, oh, really? Uh, you had two? Yeah, oh, yeah we had two the that. same year. It was yeah, it was it was quite a it was quite an event and. Um, yeah, I, I I just remember trying my best. You know, I was pretty nervous. Um, and then one of the guys at the state uh, that year, he was a returning state champ. So he, he wasn't really – he was pretty cool, calm and collective. And, you know, he had beaten the guy he had in the finals uh, the previous week at sectionals. So he, he was pretty confident. Uh, he was more kind of trying to figure out how he was going to you know, um you know, but I just remember looking at the guy, the other one who was the first time in the finals, pretty nervous, and it just kind of clicked that I, you know, I just had to make this, make this an atmosphere like, you know, like every other match, you know, and we were just goofing around down in the tunnel, and, you know, I don't even know what stupid games we were playing, I was, you know, we were doing like picture poses just to kind of loosen the air, and, you know, brought out, you know, this true kid, this true guy, and, um, you know, so he was all excited. Still didn't do anything, do anything in the whole match. I think it was one to one going into the overtime period. And, uh, and you know, I'm a, I'm a big thrower. You know, so I he is. He likes both of these about. guys were both of these guys were pretty hard to coach because they were one was 126 pounder and the other was a 145 pounder. So you know, naturally they're not big throwers, but we did a whole heck of a lot in the room. And sure enough, in the guys' overtime match, he lat dropped. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I don't think he'd latch out at anybody the whole season, but <laughs> I was pushing into him. He, he tried to lock up to see how he would do, and instinct just kicked in. So it was just, it was just such a, such a great weekend. And, you know, like I said, I, I had never really experienced that level of success. You know, yeah. I didn't even make it to the state tournament in my high school career. And, you know, and you I, I was kind of a national tournament, which, which, uh, which yeah. is uh, very impressive. Yeah, I mean, and it was just, it was a great experience. And, you know, I, I can't really compare it to anything else. You know, just, just how excited they were, how excited their parents were. And, you know, you know, it's just a culmination of a lot of good things. So, uh, uh, my uh, biggest question of the night for you, and, uh, uh, you know, then I'll let uh, Tyler uh, take over and, like, ask his questions for you, but... My biggest question for you, Coach Jordan, is this. So uh, uh, what is the biggest difference from coaching high school to now coaching college? Mm, good question. I think, uh, you know, I, I would say having to check in more, you know, having to really take the role of a, of a you know, a parent or um, kind of, counselor I mean I've had I've had some conversations over the last two or three years that you know I just never expected to have with somebody that wasn't family you know and 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 these guys are just they're super you know tough on the outside and and they're just you know soft candy shells on the inside and you know a lot of their success is their ability to to hold all that in and to you know just be the tough guy and um you know, but they're still 18, 19 year old young men that don't have any idea what the heck's going on, you know, and that are just flying at the seat of their pants like we were when we were young. And, um, you know, I've just always had a heart for, you know, heart for people like that. And, you know, I feel like it's just a, such a good opportunity for you to just have some sort of a, a footprint in their life. You know, I've, you know, over, you know, since I've been coaching college, there's been guys that have lasted the whole time. There's been guys that have lasted two months, you know, and everything in between. And, you know, early on, I just had, you know, decided to have the attitude of it's not personal. You know, if they got to leave the school or if they've got to do something else or if they can't make it to morning practice or if they can't, you know, like all of these, you know, factors that happen with life, it's, it's not personal, you know, and it's, it's, it's really just, you know, these, these kids trying to figure it out. And I feel like it's my job to do whatever I can to help. What, you know, whatever that is, whatever that means. Yeah. Sometimes that's tough love. Sometimes that's, you know, just. just yeah, absolutely. Out. And I think uh, uh, most people don't realize how hard it truly is being a student athlete mm-hmm. in college, like, and like, obviously uh, athletics being wrestling. Yeah. And, and it is, it's just so tough, like, with balancing school, balancing your schedule, balancing practices, and, like, a girlfriend or, like, well, it's like just, Some of them, you know, so some of them have jobs, too. Like, oh, yeah. jobs. Like, my roommate, you know, we, uh, we we wrestled at Cumberland. It was like, get up in the morning, go to your lift, morning, morning practice, and then you go to class, then you go get your afternoon lift or practice in, and then you go to work. And then after that, you yeah. gotta find time to study in there sometimes. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's so many things in there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. It's a hard uh, balancing act, up for yep. sure. Yeah, and it's just a microcosm of life. You know, a lot of these people are, 
you know, this is, and I always tell them, like, this is the four to five years that you have to like figure it out. You know, this, you know, there's not too many opportunities when you can kind of take a pause in life and focus on your personal development, you know, focus on your professional development, focus on you growing as an individual because, you know, usually those transitions in real life aren't, they don't skip a beat. They don't write you a pass for being late. And it's just, it's a, it's such an unbelievable learning opportunity. And I, you know, it's like, like the four or five years of enlightenment, you know, and it's your time to figure it out and make mistakes, but, you know, seek wise counsel and understand that we were all there before. You know, that's that's why I just uh, love wrestling so much is it, teaches uh so many lessons and this has uh, uh so many values uh not yeah. only in the sport but in life in general and yeah. like it just uh leads you down the road and guides you and i and you know i'm obviously biased but i i think uh wrestling is obviously the best sport and basically be because of it it just uh, teaches you uh, so many lessons in life yeah for sure yeah sure. Same, same here same here all right. Well, I guess we can get into to my questions here now. Uh, Absolutely. And mine are mine are a little bit more, you know, not not wrestling centered, you That's know, fine. per se. So we'll get into just a little bit more uh, about you, I guess. Uh, number one, favorite athlete across any sport doesn't matter. Obviously, we know it's Aaron Rodgers. I I <laughs> say I you know, know. the Packers. <laughs> I think well, I, are we talking current athletes or, or what are we, are we past athletes? It, you, it doesn't matter. You can pick anyone you okay. want. I'll probably actually, I'll probably say Brett Favre. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, you know, he got me loving the, you know, he was the reason I really liked football. Like, I mean, I, he might be too young for you guys, but man, watching him. Uh, I, re- I remember, I remember some Favre, <laughs> mostly with I, the Vikings, but. <laughs> I don't have the jerseys here, but the only other two jerseys that I own that aren't Packers are a Favre uh, on the Vikings, New York Jets, and Favre uh, on the Vikings. Yeah, I, gotcha. I so, forgot that Favre. Uh, yeah, Jet. I forgot. He about probably. That. I don't like if Aaron Rodgers moved to another team. I don't think I would. I would get. Uh, you know, like, like it, Brett Favre made me want to root for somebody besides. Him. Yeah, and yeah, that was I will never <laughs> ever forget this. The Monday night game when when his father died, the yeah, like, oh, yeah. prior, and he comes into Oakland versus yeah. my Raiders oh, yeah. sure. and absolutely torches them. Five touchdowns. Five, Five touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. In Oakland. Well, that was black hole. Yeah. Well, back in 2010, the Packers were selling some like some shares so I you know they're a private or they're a public owned company so my dad bought me one tenth of one share and it is like my biggest accomplishment owning, awesome. owning a share of the Green Bay <laughs> and it says on there I wish I have in my office my like but it says like just it's not transferable for any value any cash value <laughs> means nothing basically but you own one you know it just it is my, it is probably, and you do get some perks. Like you get every, every, every year they give you like this secret password and code to access this team store. Uh, it's like a hidden team store that only shareholders can get to. That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, so I have like a shareholder hand. That's like that's like Twitter handle or like where you like put that in like your bio. Like I own one one tenth <laughs> of one share. So then, yeah, at the true. end of the day, who do you think is the a better quarterback, uh, Favre or Rogers? I think Rogers got to be the better quarterback. <laughs> but, you know, like I don't know. It's just it's hard to tell. And I think Rogers has a couple more. I'd love to see Rogers get to the Super Bowl more time. And, you know, yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's got. Uh, I think he's got about four or five years left. And yeah. We'll see though. We'll see. That's what. Never know. All right, my next one. Favorite sports movie to watch? Sports movie. You know, I don't watch a lot of sports movies. I'd have to. I'm gonna have to think about that. Um. I don't even think I've ever watched Vision Quest. I always get like halfway. You've never through seen it. Vision Quest. <laughs> I've like I've like seen parts of it, but it's just, just so cliche. You know, just like man, it's, it's a, you're gonna it's make a, the weight. Horny <laughs> movie. So I mean, yeah, I can totally agree with that. Mm, to, That's awesome. Trying to think, Air Bud's a good movie. Solid choice. Can't go wrong. Or any of the sequels, Air Buddies. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Airbus. I'll probably uh, probably do Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Oh, nice. Bill Murray with the baby Ruth in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I I do like I, I like I do enjoy golfing. I, I enjoy watching it. That, that that's kind of a classic movie for me. All right, my last one would be: What qualities do you look for in a recruit when you're narrowing down? Good question, Tyler. Yeah, that's a good question. I've 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 definitely changed my recruiting style, you know, since being a college coach. You know, first year, um, you know, definitely it was it was hammers or bust. It was guys that had accolades, guys that, um, you know, I, I just re- I just think back to like the the filter searches that I used to do for recruits, you know, and it was just such a waste, you know, just such a waste of time. You know, so many guys I probably missed out with for the the vein and you know but um really the the big thing for me and the more i'm relying on is just talking with their high school coach you know and just being like hey is you know what's your opinion on this guy and high school coaches bless their heart are you know especially if it's a student that's not under their wing anymore like they'll be pretty honest. so you know they'll be like this kid with an absolute heart you know head case this guy um you know, just had no work ethic, pure, you know, super talented guy, um, you know, and those ones kind of end up being a train wreck in the room for us. And yeah, you know, it's, it's really not worth it. And a lot of times they just don't pan out anyway, because they're so self absorbed. Um, you know, but on the flip side, you know, I, I take all those guys that, that show up in August and, you know, no matter what attitude they have, I just kind of think of it as, all right, I've got a year to, to put my mark, you know, to, to try to, to better their lives, to try to reach these guys, and, you know, we just take them under our wing and their family until they decide otherwise. That's how we treat them. And, you know, I always try to, like I said, always end on a good note, you know, whether it's a guy who's coming up to you telling you he's never going to wrestle again or, you know, just, just positive. Because it's not about wrestling. It's just about, you know, like I said, being somebody, having, having an opportunity to influence somebody and yes yeah you know it's just like i feel like i'd have the same perspective if i was 
you know, still a middle school teacher, you know, or middle yeah. school coach. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you, you've got an opportunity to affect somebody. You know, that window is so short before, you know, they're on the next phase of their life. And, um, yeah, those are some just, uh, just, just wise words, stuff. Jordan. Because uh, actually, uh, uh, last week, uh, me and Tyler and uh, Coach Cook were uh, talking about wrestling just being a, like, short phase mm. of life. And, yeah. like, just, you know, just not solely uh, focusing, like, you know, uh, uh, my life and goals on just wrestling. And, like, yeah. uh, obviously, it is so much more, like, with uh, not only uh, being a tough wrestler on the mat, but being a good person off the mat. Mm. And I and – I, and I honestly think uh, that's why I love coaching so much is to just uh, make good people. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Just Definitely. try, just try to have an influence and do what you can. Yeah. So I, I have a question for you. So what inspires you to teach the younger kids, like uh, not only wrestling or uh, being a solid person? Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know how to answer that question. There's been so many times that I've, you know, over the last 10 years that I've tried to, you know, think about something different, you know, whether it be, you know, we have a little bit of a construction background with some real estate and stuff. So, you know, I always thought, man, is it time to just try to focus on that full time or this full time? And, you know, I don't know what it is. I just get drawn back to, you know, kind of, kind of the trade that I was brought up with in college and you know just seeing how many you know and now some of those fruits are you know, like some of those middle school kids that I started teaching like six years ago like they're in college now and you know it's just crazy to think about all the you know all the lives you can affect by just affecting one you know by just mm -hmm. you know and it kind of goes back to the faith aspect of it too and you know I've worked in all secular schools so you know you can't really go in there with a bible and start reading matthew one you know but you you know you can subtly influence them just through your character and you know just how you treat people you know and i have my bad days i have my frustration days too but you know the best part about you know being a teacher or being a, a coach is that you know, you're not necessarily going to be judged by that bad day you know you're going to be you know you got you know, with teaching, you had like 180 days with these kids. You know, with coaching, you probably have close to 90 or whatever, you know, days that you're you're influencing them. And, um, you know, always walking around like you've got a micro, you know, a microscope on you. And, that, you know, somebody's watching you. Somebody's caring about how you react to that situation. Somebody's, you know, wanting to wanting to see, you know, how, you know are you going to let that person talk? How are you going to react to that Um you know, and, and, and walking around like there's a microscope on you just kind of gives you a sense of, I want to do the right thing. I want to, I want to do the right thing, whether it's, you know, the most popular decision, whether it's the most, um, you know, whether it's the decision that's going to get me farther along and my personal goals. Um, that's really always been a huge driving force in my life. And, you know, oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. you can really just start to see the trickle down effects of, of that of that walk and, and some of the students that you've had or some of the conversations that you have a few years down the road with those students, you know, that, man, that, that did have an effect on them. That, you know, they do remember. It feels that. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, I want to share a quick story. And, you know, I don't know this Bible verse 
off the top of my head, but uh, uh, back in the fall, probably like my second month here in Lincoln, and uh, first I'll say this, I don't take it very well if like somebody's talking smack to me just because I like always uh, uh, wanna mouth back to them and like talk smack yeah. back. So it is, it is hard to like stay silent. So, <laughs> so Ben on our Lincoln team was talking smack to me and I said some stuff back, you know, just like uh, uh, being a tough coach. And then uh, uh, Jordan uh, uh, pulls me aside and like says something about a fool speaking out, but I mean, it was a great Bible verse, and I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I was like, a, even a fool seems wise when he when he shuts his mouth. Yeah, yeah. So like now, I have been a bit more, you know, you know, uh, silent if like uh, reserved. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talks back to yeah. us because, like, obviously, me uh, growing up. And, and like, obviously, uh, uh, I was raised in a tough household. Yeah, sure. And like uh, uh, talking smack back to bullies or like uh, talking smack back to people. So it's so it's hard like to just take it. So now yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have uh, just kind of uh, took it in and like just uh, kind of uh, uh, led by a different example now. So yeah. I, uh, I uh, thank you for uh, showing me that. Uh, one thing, one that I don't know, you might know it. I, I was a, a minor in psychology for some crazy reason in college. I thought, man, maybe I'll maybe I'll just be a psychologist. That sounds like a great path. So I just remember having to take all these psychology courses, and when we got to like the practicum where you were observing, you know, field work, ninety percent of it was just sitting and observing yeah. situations, you know, and and it was a it was a educational side of things, but you know, as a, you know, we were supposed to sit in the classroom and go into a, behavior, a behavioral room or whatever, and this kid would be cussing out his teacher, and, you know, you know, it, it just like crazy situations, high stress situations, and I, you know, I just remember thinking, you know, this, this, first off, this lady is a saint, but second off, she is just handling it with such poise and calmness, and it yeah, diffuses yeah. the situation, you know, and that's, that's usually where I come with, you know, that, that fool's mentality, you know, in my mind, it's like these, you know, these guys in the heat of the moment are going to say, do, and think things that, you know, Absolutely. at a calm situation when we're one-on-one -on -one in my office, they're going to be shooting to a completely different tone. And I just got to remember that that's those true kids. That's, that's who they really are. You know, they're, they're not this fool, this facade that they're portraying in front of their buddies. You know, deep down inside, they're they're a solid kid, a solid guy, and they just need to know how to react when something doesn't go their way, or you know, like it's it's just a learning curve for me, and it's it just kind of I always just kind of point to myself, like man, you know, maybe I got to have a little more one-on-one -on -one with this guy, you know, just to have him be a little more confident in his own skin that he doesn't have to act. And, yeah, you know, I I honestly think uh uh you know really uh. Those meetings at the end of the season were uh, very helpful and uh, yeah. structured well, and it uh, helped us and the uh, kids a lot. Yeah, I love individual meetings. I wish I had time to do more of them, but it just really, you know, clears the air. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, everybody has their, you know, when you think about something or you think about a problem, it's like, 
in your mind, you've construed it a thousand different ways, you know, and, yep. and 90% of those times when you construed it, it's not the truth. It's not the reality of the situation, you know, and clearing the air is such a powerful tool, and, you know, and knowing when to do that, knowing when it's, you know, I feel like that's half the coaching job is knowing, do I address that issue now or do I let this guy sit on it and come back to it later? Um, is it something where I let, you know, it, it's just kind of a fun game, you know, of psychological warfare. We're just trying to, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the best 10 athletes on the field in, in March, you know, and, yep. uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a fun roller coaster. It's, yeah, so uh, uh, my next segment is a uh, speed round of questions. All right. Before that, I am going to share something. And I did tell the uh, team this uh, during a practice. Um, I am uh, very thankful. And just uh, uh, growing up in middle school and high school and college as well, uh, I was always picked on uh, uh, for my stutter and my stammer. And I haven't had you or uh, another coach at Lincoln or a wrestler uh, on our Lincoln team say a single thing about my stutter. And I, and I, I just think uh, uh, that is awesome. Just from like a, uh, growing up for about uh, 22 years, man, uh, people always said something to me. And it just feels good to like feel uh, welcome in a program where people see me for who I am and like just uh, not my stutter. Sure. And I uh, thank you for that. Cause didn't, didn't think twice about it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I have just always lived in like fear of like uh, speaking to people. Yeah, and it, sure. Like just always. Now like, you're leading the podcast. Look at you. Yeah, there. right? It's crazy. <laughs> the, the growth, you can just see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's ready for this. He's ready for the questions. He's got the hat on backwards. He's ready. I'm ready. I'm pumped. <laughs> All right. I'm I got ready. my little beard comb. Let me straighten things up. <laughs> my wife got this for my birthday, which I'm. I found out she leaked the date. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. This was one of my. This one of my favorite early Father's Day gifts. I don't know if you can. Can you guys read that? Is that? It's, not it's a, a father figure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my favorite gift so far. Yeah, that's a great coffee cup. And the uh, <laughs> uh, both of us uh, like to hammer our coffee at yes, the tournaments. <laughs> my All right. Are you ready for the speed round? Okay, I'm ready. All right. Favorite current wrestler? Jordan Burroughs. Same. And we just uh, uh, talked about this uh, last week. <laughs> like the, like, it's Burroughs. Yep. <laughs> Even more so that Dake talks all that crap. Oh, man. Oh, dude, man. That, that, like, segment of, like, Dake, like, seriously talking smack to him just, like, made me, uh I just hope. Uh, Best wrestler of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely on team Jordan Burroughs. Your favorite coach. And favorite coach. Any single sport. So, like, you know, really, who do you think is, like, okay, uh, I will uh, say it again. Uh, who do you think is the best coach of all time? But then again, uh, who's your favorite coach? Oh, boy. You know, it's hard to hard to go against Gable, especially now that some of those things are coming out, like his, his 
you know, way of thinking, way of, way of doing things. Um, even the brands guy, I probably, I probably say Terry brands in terms of, Oh man. You know, my favorite coach to think about or watch or read about <laughs> just a, just yeah. a winner's mindset. I wish there was more out about Kale, but he's so secretive and yeah. himself, you know, you don't really know what's going on, but maybe in 20 years he'll come out with a documentary. Yeah, honestly, I I uh, uh, love watching Terry. I, like, uh, oh, uh, on the, the Terry side yeah. film, oh, yeah, was awesome. He's like yeah. always like, pacing in his chair or just going back and forth. Like, oh just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I don't know why I wasn't ready for that one. Tom like Tom like pulling him down from the fence when he's trying to like hop oh, yeah. after he loses. <laughs> like I'm not letting you go. Yeah, uh, slow uh, movie thing. That was that was. Oh weird. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom said if like he uh, didn't grab him, uh, he was gone to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That was, he was crazy. Gone, uh, forever. He was a mountain man. <laughs> All right. Your go-to food. Go-to food. Probably cheese. Cheese oh, is okay. my go-to. Uh, your, your nemesis. But <laughs> being from, uh, well, not from Wisconsin, but I spent a lot of time up there. That's like the, you know, you have, you know they pretty much serve that with every meal. Really? Big cheese yeah. yeah, I am not a big fan of cheese, but, uh, your favorite film of all time. Favorite film. You know, always for the longest time, I said Secondhand Lions. You ever seen that oh, movie? That's a good one with Robert yeah. Laval. And then yep. is it Michael Caine? The guy from oh. the... I think it is. Dark Knight movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was his younger days. I, I do enjoy a lot of different movies. I... I've been getting a lot more into TV shows and series, but um, yeah, if I had to, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be, probably be secondhand line. All right. So my next question is your favorite TV show. Is it Ozark? Because everybody knows how <laughs> that is. <laughs> Ozark is wild. <laughs> if I were to take, one of the things I always used to love on the old iPods was like, you could look back on your history and it shows you like, this is how many times you've listened to this song, you know. Yeah. So I always like thought like, okay, even though I don't tell people that's my favorite, it's clearly my favorite because I've listened <laughs> to it twice as much. So if I did that same idea with TV shows, far and wide, it would be The Office. I have watched. I probably have nice. watched that series probably over over a dozen times. They had really? like good close like, to two dozen. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's so yeah. good. <laughs> so good. My favorite episode is the uh, uh, fire one. Breaks uh, <laughs> the fire. <laughs> Twilight lights the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to, I mean, there are just so many good episodes and it's such well written. It's hard to believe that it's been like 10 years originally. Yeah, right. All right. Next question Your favorite band or artist? Favorite band. Or artist. Yeah. I think the last last one I saw in concert was either James Taylor or uh, Ooh, Josh like Turner. Yeah. Josh Turner's got this bone shaking baritone of a voice that Deep. that'd be good. That'd be a good hard, to, 
hard to go against. I don't know. I just Man. love, you know, like I just love all type, you know, I'll just put, you know, there'll be weeks or months when like Demi Lovato's my favorite. And then, you know, you know, it's just crazy, you know, yeah. and then I'll, I'll get into a Rascal Flats kick or, you know, listen to a song that I'm, you know, I don't know. I just love, love listening to new music and, and, but if I was trapped on an island and could only pick one artist's whole thing, it'd probably be Wilson. Josh Turner? Yeah. Oh, Tyler, here's a uh, fun fact for you. Is that uh, Jordan saw Skillet live? Oh, I did. Nice. I saw him at a Christian concert in middle school. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they blew me away. They actually, they, uh, I think, I don't know if they played before or after Lecrae. I don't know oh, if yeah. They, yeah. I know. He's, he's pretty big he's good. Uh, on the Christian music front, but um, Skillet just blew my head. I like, I, I think my dad gave me like 30 bucks. It was supposed to be for dinner. I bought, I bought their CD. I bought like one of the, get the shirt, get everything. Yeah. I had to, I don't even know who fed me that night. I don't, I don't miss many, I don't miss many meals. So I'm sure somebody, somebody was able to uh, take care of me. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm a big fan of skillet. All right. Next question. Favorite current athlete. And I hope you say who I think. Yeah, it's hard to vote against LeBron. I mean, he is right. he is so I last year I almost I think I did have a tear in my eye for Tiger Woods when he won the Masters last year. That was awesome. I, I mean, he is just whole thing. Both of those, you know, the pinnacles of their sport or you know, I I just love watching them do their thing. I hope I don't know, I haven't heard much about this, you know, Orlando thing if they're actually going to finish the season out or not with the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, it's like but, a weird, like, play-in type type thing for yeah. something. Well, I thought they were going to start baseball, and then I just read something that, like... Yeah, I thought on the... They keep, like, sending proposals, and then, like, one group will, like, send another proposal back, and that group, other group will reject it, and it's like, I just miss baseball at this point. Yeah, <laughs> right? just something. Like, I know. Even I mean, they're playing... Like, you know, these guys play it without fans or just something. Yeah. I think they're playing in Japan and China. Oh, yeah. Really... You can you can bet on Korean baseball right now because I've seen it. <laughs> I would be very good at that. <laughs> they've, they've, like... they And they're filling their stands with, like, little, like, stuffed animals. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, next question. Okay. Your favorite book of all time, other than the Bible? Favorite book? Is... There is a lot. In oh our man! What I had in my library. My library is upstairs. I'm a big Ray Bradbury fan. I don't know if you ever heard of Ray Bradbury. Fahrenheit four fifty one. Yeah, that was yeah. one of his. The Martian was probably one of my. Gosh, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. Like right now. I, I am I've got pretty high intensity ADHD so like I just like I've got five screens going right now you know like but like that same mentality is like how I read books I'm I think I'm reading five books right now and I just like pluck away a little bit every day a segment at a time yeah yeah you know just one some are goofy some are serious some are you know whatever yeah I don't know I'm gonna have to say I read this 1984 the other last week. Oh, that George Orwell. Blew my socks away. Cornwall, yeah. Oh, have a, uh, you read it, Tyler? Oh, yeah, I've read that. I've read Animal Farm. Richard, 
Orwell. This is one I started the other day, The Illusions. Um, Richard Bach, he was inspired by Bradbury. There's just a ton of, you know, the books to me are like movies. Like, there's just so many good ones. Yeah, I love Yeah, I love, I love reading. I got a nice big library I've, I've got going. Myself, yeah. So. It's such a good I, I listen to a few books, too. That's always a... But Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes series, you know, oh, when I just think of, like, if I was going to be shut on an island and this is all I was able to have, That'd be, that'd probably be. have to be that those are somebody i don't know if it was him or somebody was an absolute genius <laughs> that'd be it. That'd all be right a nice. uh, couple more who's the best quarterback of all time best quarterback of all time <laughs> you gotta say tom brady i don't know how you don't i don't know how you you know the, just can't, <laughs> the guy who seemingly has it all, I mean, he just, he never ages and just gets yeah, better. He really doesn't. It's the TB12 method, man. He's got it down to science. <laughs> and yeah. Now I am a Bucks fan. Like, I don't even, I don't know three players on the Bucks, but I'll be rooting <laughs> for I'll be rooting for them this year because Tom Brady. Unless right. they play the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> My last question. Who is the best athlete on the Lincoln College team? And it is okay to say Coach Reco. <laughs> best athlete. Who was our best athlete overall? I think uh, a guy out of Peoria named DeSergion Keys. He is uh, – And he's built he's a, well. he's a He's a freak athlete, man. He's one of the strongest guys I've ever come in contact with. He can dunk. He's yes, he can. Athletic. You know, he's just hard. Whenever we play any other goofy sport, he's always the just that natural ball athletic. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty confident he could make our basketball team if he really wanted. Yeah. Like just, just a super athlete, super charismatic. He only like does haircuts. Like he can do it all. You know, and he was one of those. He was funny story about him. Like. He was one of those kids early on that I didn't think was good enough to be on the team. So, like, my first month here, he he contacted us, you know, and he, he didn't go to state or nothing, had bad grades. I was like, no way, I don't want you on my team. And then, like, three months later in August, when I'm desperate to have anybody, he reaches back out and, you know, now he's, you know, he plays second highest at conference last year, you know. Nice. You know, just annihilates kids. I mean, you know, he's just that, so strong. Yeah, yeah. That, just uh, you know, just a good athlete. I don't even think he started wrestling until junior year, but he's just yeah, such right? a super athlete that he still has success. Wow. Yeah, tell Tyler and the uh, viewers uh, that story of that Jack guy walking off the mat and saying, uh, "What do you say? That is a strong uh, mother effort." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and like, yeah, this guy, uh, this like, guy was twice yeah. the size as him. Dang. Yeah, it was it's hard to hard to the pictures, you know, if we had pictures of these two guys, it'd be a better story. But yeah, big big dudes and yeah, Serge could hang in there with anybody for sure. That's crazy. And that's when he 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 had a really hard time making ninety seven. So he that was one of the tournaments where he just didn't make weight. So he's two hundred pounds rustling two eighty five, you know, like Oh, geez. You know, so he is still, but these guys are still, like, coming off the mat, like, 
Holy cow. Especially you get a big guy who can move. Yeah. 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 He, he did awesome on his feet, but then if they chose top, it's kind of weird. You know, it's just hard yeah. to keep him off. But he did well in 97. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we have a, a couple uh, minutes left. So, Tyler, do uh, you know, you got anything left for him? I was just going to say thanks for being on, man. It's been a, been great having you here, learning more about the program. Uh, sure, for sure. You, and, hey, you're welcome to come back whenever whenever you want. Yeah, I was going to say we got to get you uh, we gotta get you some links here. Oh, for we'll, sure. We'll have Sam uh, we'll have Sam get your info and we can we'll send you whatever you oh, want. Send you one of these new cool hats. Oh, heck yeah. I'm a, I'm a big hat guy, so, so that will work out very well. Wow. Cool, All cool, right, yeah. So- the final thing, Jordan, just end like uh, uh, with a positive, inspiring message uh, for the viewers. Just uh, something sure. nice. Yeah, just a deep, heartfelt message. Uh, share it. Well, it's hard to, you know, I just think in these times, you know, and I, I know everybody's kind of going over things, you know, and there's just so many politically charged events happening in, in the real world. Um, you know, I just think it's such an important thing to remember, you know, just you don't always have to have an opinion, you know, and I feel like if that's, you know, sometimes, you know, some people, you know, people just put their foot in their mouth because they feel like they have to have to say something, um, you know, when, when people who might have a much more legitimate right to vent about a certain topic, you know, I just feel so blessed sometimes just to sit back and you know, just, just hear perspective, hear what, what somebody's going through, especially somebody who has just a completely different perspective than, than I do or even beliefs or political background or whatever. You know, it's just such a, you know, the thing that makes everybody, in my opinion, so great is that everybody is different, you know, that everybody has these different beliefs, everybody has these different convictions, you know, and to, to sit here and think that yours is superior and somebody else's is just such a it's such an ignorant way of going about life and it's such a toxic thing that 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 just it, like i said you know it just doesn't doesn't really um you know flow too well in terms of just just getting along with people and not feeling like you you always have to have uh, the last word or you know make them feel like your opinion is is is, is important i guess yeah you know? absolutely and, you know, we talk a lot about kindness and just about trying to do the next right thing. And, and you know, I don't know. I don't know if that helped. No, yeah, it, it was perfect. That was, that was great. On our uh, first episode, I actually shared with Tyler and the viewers how uh, uh, we have a chaplain come in from FCA and like yeah. uh, talk to our team every Wednesday. And, and you know, his, his quotes just stick with me. And oh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a great experience to uh, kind of hear from somebody new i hope to be half as wise as that guy by the time I'm yeah. his age. He's just... and man he knows every wrestler yeah. ever <laughs> I know. it is insane how I many know. people he he knows that's crazy <laughs> he just love i like that's the thing he just loves loving people you know he just yeah. he just loves pouring out his time and energy into furthering the kingdom and yeah, he's he's a guy I look up to a lot, and I look forward to. He'll be doing the same thing this year for us. He'll be our chaplain. This time. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a he is a big, you know, ninety percent of the time those little messages, 
know, I'm the one tearing up, or, you know, like I'm the one thinking. Yeah, I like he's, yeah. Uh, you, know, like, you know, he's he's something else. He's a big blessing for us. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. You know, I feel like this is this is a huge thing. I listened to the Coach Cook's podcast, you know, last week with his, you know, awesome stories and awesome things. You know, you know stuff stories like that need to be shared and need to be, uh, you know, need to be talked about. You know, just positive news and positive people. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. I'd love to love to keep contributing. Maybe we can do one of these before season starts or before yeah. the first competition oh, or something. Sure. Sounds good. Um, definitely love to. I will uh, schedule in your name now. You say already penciled in. <laughs> Honestly, uh, uh, me and Tyler are like booked until mid-October. Yeah, I saw that. We got yeah. some big names coming on here. Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah, so uh, thank you for Coach Jordan Bakley on the Right Here podcast. It was a great hour and 15 minutes maybe or so. Man, time flies by on us. It really does. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, thank you, Jordan, for coming on and uh, telling us uh, your inspirational story, your coaching techniques, uh, all your wise words. And uh, next week is Hayden Hidley from North Carolina State and my old high school buddy Kellen Devlin who also wrestled at NC State so it's a big week on next week and everybody should tune Go in pack. right yeah. here I'll be tuning in for that one he should have some good stories himself for sure and guess who his favorite band is uh, so I've heard Metallica so we really should... yeah that was a... oh. that's the I can see that street. I can see that I can see that <laughs> metalhead yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your night. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Talk to you soon. That was yeah. good, Coach. Thanks. We'll see you.